What's up, humans? Welcome to the Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain. My co-hosts are Tesco and Rip Kinney, and we are all music producers, artists, and producer coaches. This show is where we discuss all things music production and interview amazing creatives about their origins, their process, and whatever else comes up. This week is episode 92, Organization and Time Management for Music Producers. It's time to get organized. But in order to get organized, you need time. Today, we dive into some of our methods to organize our days, weeks, and months, as well as our projects, libraries, and hard drives. We will be doing a part two for this episode in the future, so hit us up with questions in our YouTube comments or our Instagram inbox. Our song of the week is our very own Rip Kenny's new single, Letting Go. There's a link down in the description for that. Go run it up. It's also the first single off his upcoming album that he's been hard at work on. So make sure you're on the lookout for that as well. Make sure you are following Rip Kenny on your favorite streaming platform. And while you're down there, check out the links to support our sponsors. First, Dojo TV. That's free producer live stream classes from the Producer Dojo Senseis. Next up, we got our very own Tesco has launched a Patreon uh, where you can get educational content, project files, and behind-the-scenes footage, as well as access to his Discord, track feedback, and private lessons. The weekly downloads next where you can learn from Ill Gates, our mentor, in his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 250 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. And finally, guest practices where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He is the best engineer we know and your first class over there is free. You can get more episodes, find our socials, free sound packs, other streaming options over at thehumanmusicpodcast.com. Follow us at The Human Music Podcast on Instagram or at Human Music Pod on Twitter. But without further ado, let's get on into the episode. Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus. And you're listening to the uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Human Music Podcast. I like it. What's up, humans? Hello. Welcome back to the Mario Tesco Podcast. Yes. Wow. It's me, Tesco. Yes. Yeah. Tesco. Yeah. Yahoo! He will throw a turtle shell at you. Be be totally warned. Yeah, if that didn't yes, clip, I crucial it is interface uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, no, you clip. Not <laughs> for sure, clip. That's yeah, you you got scratchy on that one. <laughs> massively clipped. Yeah, I can't do that without going way too loud. Yeah, mm. man, that high vocal with the the extra emphasis. You know, you got excited, you got a little antsy in your pantsy. I you just know? I just don't think Mario would ever do that quietly, though. No, you know, no. like he's That's like weird. jumping and fucking having the time of his life. He's for sure screaming it. You just got a psychopath if he was just zen the whole time while he's right? stomping out mushrooms and turtles. Yeah, you just got to do just took mushrooms that singers do you know the r&b singer to be right up on the mic or the rock singer and then they'll hit the high note and they'll like get way back from it like this yeah. you just gotta do that thing you just be like Yahoo! and as i was saying wow it was oh, still yeah. louder than you right wow. up to the mic yeah i know right straight turning around <laughs> and yelling at the wall <laughs> just just the reflections of the reverb were louder than you <laughs> granted this is my room is a tiny box I can hold up 
touch the ceiling while sitting. <laughs> I I once jumped doing a like a workout in here, like did a little, like squat jump and hit oh, my head oh. on the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have a ball in it? No, no, no. This is double double thick uh, five mm. eight sheetrock for acoustics. Oh wow, that's that's big man, hard head. Oh Here's yeah, I'm very hard headed. Just ask anybody I know. <laughs> I actually don't think that's true. I, I feel, feel like, like you you appeal too. to reason pretty pretty well in general. I think. Oh yeah, figuratively no, but literally. Oh oh yes, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I will right. headbutt you. Yeah, no helmet. <laughs> Reasonably, game. you should have been a skateboarder. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. uh, no! See, I was a skier a riding around with no helmet most of the time. Yeah, that's pretty par for the course. Yeah. I didn't do too much crazy shit, except, you know, all the crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I sick, jumped, yeah. I only jumped off kid, a couple yeah. of ski lifts and a lot of cliffs. <laughs> sick, dude. You know how uh, in martial arts they'll, like, kick, kick, like, metal and, like, trees and shit to, like, have indestructible shins? I'm just imagining you Wait, skiing. Wait, what? And, yeah, you've never seen that? No. Oh, dude. You, they so even you have, build? They, the... they even have a... Uh, uh, I watched this one thing where it was like this dude, uh, and not even this dude, but this like group of martial artists would like kick each other in the balls progressively harder until literally they would feel no pain. And this one dude basically just went up. He's like, yeah, uh, like this, like, it was like some strong ass dude or something. And he was like, yeah, just kick me in the balls as hard as you can a few times. And this dude just does not budge. And the oh, fucking what? way they do it is so fucked up, too. They have this, like, battering ram log. And they just, like, get, like, four people just fucking poof, to bash you in the nuts a couple no times. No way, dude. Oh, yeah. This no sounds like, remember MXC? Remember MXC when they would dub over, like, a Japanese-accented no, no, English it is for the this fucking Japanese game show? It's it's uh yeah it's, uh, yeah I do so actually remember that most yeah, it was challenge. on Spike TV yeah, yeah exactly Dude, that shit was so funny if you haven't seen MXC go look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen uh, MXC Rip Kenny will come over and kick you in the nuts as hard as he can several times in a row you know until you can I, feel no I pain. won't do that but you know one yeah, thing plane about tickets getting, would get ridiculous one thing about getting repeatedly yeah so buy our affiliate links down in the description naturally. so we can afford Rip Kenny's plane tickets. To kick you in the nuts. So the thing about getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly with a giant piece of wood is that it teaches you discipline. And discipline relates directly to what we're talking about today, which is... Wow, nice. Oh my God, I know, right? You just pulled the secondary dominant chord into the first of the new key. (laughs) The five of the five of the five. Straight to the two to the one. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah. So our topic today, organization, as well as scheduling, and generally getting your shit together when it comes to making sure you have timelines, deadlines, and a overall plan for making sure that you're being efficient with your time, um, however much time you have, right? Because everyone has a different amount of time they can allot to music, and you want that time to be efficient. Unlike the beginning of this show. I mean, you know. (laughs) True. I mean, We definitely planned all of that that so that Rip Kenny could talk about discipline. Yeah, we rehearsed (laughs) that like five times. (laughs) Just for the segue, we fucking Yeah, it's the sixth take. 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but so this is something that I as um you know I'm I'm actually getting to the point where shit has to be done like done done for the album and you know Are you fucking, scared? How do you feel right now? Vi- oh, it terrified. Done, terrified. Done done done. Oh my god. Shit has um, to be done. The the amount of terror that goes into every mix decision nowadays is like what the fuck is wrong with me like it is it is a serious thing i'm working on a big project all of a sudden your brain goes but dude you spent so much time on this it better be good and you you sabotage yourself mentally sometimes you fucking take too long to do shit it should be easy but that being said um with you know music to get done and to distribution with fucking videos fucking content and social posts and sending this to this person and you know submitting to all these different blogs and shit like i normally have a pretty good like mental like hierarchy of what needs to get done now and it normally is enough and i realized i'm swimming in a giant, you know, giant list of things that I need to put some structure to. So, um, just in a Google Doc or a Google Doc sheet, or sheet. sheet, Google Sheet, the Excel of yeah. the interwebs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I like found some like Excel calendar essentially, and so I have every month in there. And then I have it broken down into like week one, week two, week three, week four. And for every day, I have like the three most important things I have to get done. And I have like color coded on the calendar, like what are the release days? Like what are the days that I have to get the song to distribution? Like what is, you know, an asset deadline, maybe needing to get the artwork or, you know, whatever it is. I have all those deadlines on the calendar and then I'm able to actually wrangle all my thoughts into both like deadlines you know what i need to be working on now like how much time it's going to take i made a little like thing at the top that's like how many hours it's going to take to complete this estimated and that kind of helps me like prioritize like what i'm doing on each day and how much time i spend on it um that being said it 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 reminded me how you know it's really easy for anyone at any stage to be like no i've got a handle on things yeah you know like you know i know what i'm doing and then like if you spend the time to actually step back and 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 really you know just take a couple hours to give yourself that organization and that structure um the rest of the time that you spend working on that stuff is actually going to be more efficient right and I, i felt like this was a pretty um applicable topic to pretty much everyone that listens to this. Amen. I love this uh, structure you're talking about. Like, you know, I've, I've done, you know, similar things, but on much smaller scales for like, you know, trying to get a project done or just organizing my day-to-day life with checklists and things like that. But this sounds uh, pretty epic. Uh, yeah, I would, I would like to think so. It's worked pretty fucking good for me so far. Um, especially because it's like it's both macro and it's granular so i'm able to take a quick glance and see what the big picture is for the week or the month and then dial down into like the specific shit i can't forget to do and like also the the important stuff in between like social posts and 
all that stuff that I hate to do that I forget to do, or just like, you know, tell myself isn't important when I don't put it on a physical thing like this to track. So it's really helped actually make sure that I get everything in at the right times, because I don't know if anyone listening can relate, but like before my, the idea in my head of how long something should take or whatever, how my days are broken up. Like you feel like you have more time in your day and you end up thinking that you'll have more time to do this thing this week than you actually did. And then that thing gets pushed. And then that deadline you had set, like doesn't actually get hit. And then as soon as stuff starts to slide, then it's just like a slippery slope. Right. So being able to, you know, more accurately track time, uh, a, it takes to do shit and b um, like the, 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 the workflow of it. Right. Cause I realized also when I'm doing this stuff, like video or content coming up with like cool shit to go along with the brand and the music, like that is like a completely separate headspace for me. And when I was trying to jump back between like doing the, the first teaser and then going back to mixing this next record and then doing the second teaser, like I was just hitting a bunch of resistance. Um, and so I just reworked the schedule so that I could do it at like this week, like I'm working on mixing a record and then next week it'll be mastering this one and mixing the next one. And then the week after that, it's going to be like video stuff or whatever. Um, and I found that to be a lot more fruitful. And also like when you write down all of the little stuff that needs to happen in between, um, typically like giving yourself a day where you're not going to mix and you're not going to work on that video. Like you're going to just take care of all these things. And that can include like just general shit you have to do in your life. Um, I've, I've found that grouping those together has a big impact on um, actually just knocking all that stuff out rather quickly. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. I mean, we talk about batching tasks a lot on this show. Yeah. You know, getting, you know, like you said, like kind of reorganizing to get all your video editing at one time and having the songs ready for that before. That makes a bunch of sense. Also, like taking all the, you know, putting the deep work tasks and stacking them up in long blocks of time so that you don't have to break them up with the little, the little quick tasks that still take a bit of time and you could. Yeah. Okay, cool. This day, I'm going to bang out as many of these little tasks on the list as I can. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, because well, if you if you give yourself eight hours to do some sort of chunk of deep work or four hours or whatever it is, like you don't know what section of that is going to be the most productive, right? At, at least for me, I find mm-hmm. that like it comes in spurts, right? Like you, you're stuck on something, you're thinking about how to do it, like this isn't working. This isn't working. You're like, you get a little burnt out on like beating your head against the wall. You check your phone and then like, I don't know, whatever you go and take a piss. And while you're taking a piss, you have a light bulb go off like, Oh, I could try this. And then that fixes it. And then the next 90 minutes are like flow state, like absolutely smashing it. But if you didn't give yourself four hours in the first two and a half, like sucking ass at fixing the thing you were trying to fix that last 90 minutes wouldn't happen. Right. So give it actually truly giving yourself more time for the deep work than than you think in your head it should take i know it's not obviously possible to schedule huge chunks of time but if you're coming home after work you're home at 5 30 and you know you schedule yourself four hours to do this thing you have a pre-made 
meal or something that you can just pop in halfway through and like keep working. Like that's enough time to make real solid progress, but you got to give yourself the big chunk of time. Yeah. Um, one thing I picked up from you that I really like too is, uh, how you label your projects. I don't know if you still do this, but like one, two, three, four, yeah, I do. like numerically, like the date created can get fucky sometimes. And like, I've come to realize you know, very painfully over the last couple of years, the alphabetical order is not the way. It is definitely not the way to organize shit. No. And even just having a kind of mental frame of like, when did I create this thing around? What era was it? What other projects did I create at that time can help you chain very similar ideas and also like just figure out where all of your best stuff is located. And, you know, I'm sure you all relate, but like, having the tracks that you like rediscover after like months and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even remember writing this. And it's like, you know, that, that idea could have like died in the graveyard of all the other shitty ideas. And it was a golden idea. One of those that like comes around every once in a while. And it's really important to have, you know, I do this for samples and I do this for projects and, and I'm curious to hear what methods you guys use, but I'll have like basically on um, like an all right folder and then I'll have like my best of my best shit. And then mentally I have like a shit folder, but I just go through when I'm moving it to those folders. If it's shit, I just delete it. Um, yeah. So the shit folder is the uh, trash can. I guess. Uh, yeah. So good. But, yeah. Good question. Oh, you had. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, um, like obviously, you know, the ones that are in the best folder, you should have like one or two of those in mind every couple of weeks and actively be wrapping those up. But the the all right folder is amazing for those sessions where it's like, you know, if you got like two hours or three hours, and you know, it's been forty five minutes to an hour, and you're just not getting anything down that you like like pop into the all right folder there's all the inspiration you need and like typically uh you know if you wasted an hour and you're feeling demotivated banging it out for another hour or whatever um is not maybe going to be the most fruitful you know uh and i'm just pulling from my experiences when i was working and talking to people it sucks balls after a long day of work to like come home and then also create nothing so I say too, if you're on limited time, knowing at what state each project is, what's the quality of the idea, have that accessible for those times because you can get really stoked off an hour session where you're revisiting an old idea and then you have like some kind of breakthrough because you're not writing from scratch. You're like revamping this idea and adding to it. And then you take that with you on the next track you write. Like certain breakthroughs I've only ever had while going through that all right idea folder. And, um, yeah, do that yeah. <laughs> and know, and know which ones, like don't open three, uh, like eight bar loops that are shit. And then be like, Oh, all these ideas are trash. Just keep everything organized. Yeah. Taking yeah. the time to organize where your sessions are can be really helpful. Um, you know, like I've got, you know, my laptop hard drive where I keep the stuff I'm most currently working on. And then I've got an external that I, that I archive stuff that I haven't worked on in a hot minute. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, one level of organization, like, okay, if it's on my laptop hard drive, it's more recent, you know, um, but then, you know, yeah, within, within my, my like Luke Rain tunes folder, I did a similar thing where it was like, okay, cool. Like 
these songs are this folder stuff that's like on the front burner that I'm actively working on that I'm still planning on releasing at some point um, that I, that I believe I can finish. And then there's ones that I, that I kind of went cold on, you know, those are the back burner tracks, you know, like second tier. And then, you know, past that I've got like folder of like, yeah, probably not, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're, you're collabing with somebody and you already sent this song off as stems. It could be good to get that out of your, like, I'm working on this folder because somebody else is working on that right now. So like have a have another folder where it's like, oh yeah, so okay, I this project, now somebody else, I, I broke down the stems, I sent it off to so and so, and now that's in this folder of like in case I need to go back and like send, resend them a stem, I know where it is. But it's not like sitting there taking up space in that folder where I like go and like, what am I working on today? Out of mm-hmm. that's that gets to be a short list. And then if it's done, if I actually finished it get that the hell out of that folder too. like put that in the, in the, you know, archive that, you know, clean up the folder, maybe zip it, put it away. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. And, and one thing I was thinking of, um, as you were talking that I kind of realized is, um, we're talking on, on, you know, finishing songs and, and one kind of caveat I want to add is all these organizational techniques work for, anything you're doing. So if you're not at a stage yet where you know, like, which songs should I be be finishing? Like, which are my quality ideas? Like, it's kind of hard for you to, um, you know, judge the quality of your own track still, then like, do this with samples, do this with patches you download, do this with, you know, um, anything you can presets, like, uh, within your DAW or like anything you don't need, or any like anything you stumble across that sounds like shit, just delete it. If you're thinking like, oh, I might like maybe use that somewhere, like, fuck that, delete okay. it. Have a folder of your best samples, your best couple of sounds to go to to jumpstart your creative process, and then use that as like the foundation to go into your writing sessions. Your your um. Like the way I see it, when you're filling out the track and stuff, that's when you go more in depth with like specific textures and presets and like getting crazy with, uh, you know, your sound selection, a little more experimental. But you need to have like your your foundational couple of sounds that, you know, that are isolated, that, you know, are always going to work and you can just run into this folder and like anything you pick is going to slap and it's going to be in tune with your tastes. Yeah. And then that'll get you to the point where you can have folders of uh, projects. Totally. And one thing that you kind of sparked an idea in my head is that one thing that I found, because you said you have like the okay folder and then there's like the great folder. Um, First of all, like normally if I have a folder of like, you know, guitar riffs, like I'll label them with like a, like a number of X's. So like, you know, okay. Or just like, basic is like three x's and like good is four great is five and then eventually one day you play something that you think is better than the rest of all the other stuff in the folder so you want to remember that one so you put six and then you know eventually a month from then you're like no this one's better than all of them someone's gonna open your sample folder they're gonna be like oh my god i'm in this porn stash yeah so now (laughs) now seven x's is is the top but all of that to say like that's a really easy way 
to to basically a hierarchical like even in the same project folder because like to save space with like samples and shit you know just putting it in the same project folder for ideas but the other thing that i wanted to say um is like the okay folder typically like when i have when i've like played a song starter and it's like you know it would end up in that okay folder typically there's something in there either like an arp or like you know maybe it's just like four bars of a riff or like two chords that's like this this is inspiring this is why i continued to work on this you know overall this idea didn't really pan out or it's not really grabbing me but like this little chunk bounce that shit out and put it in a separate folder that is accessible when you're making music yes so like in ableton on that left hand side i don't know what you do in reason but like in ableton on that left hand side i have like a guitar riffs folder and there's like you know a bunch of stuff in there and you know normally i label it by bpm rarely by key but normally i play i label it by key normally i play most of i just naturally gravitate towards like c sharp minor which is terrible for electronic <laughs> music but um it's normally no, it's in chord though what it is yeah and uh yeah Good key but yeah um absolutely i call that sample farming i recommend mm-hmm. that to all my students i think that's a great nighttime session it's like man i really want to get something done but i only got an hour or only got 30 minutes and it's like yeah you're not going to be able to like start and finish a draft you're not going to be able to like write your magnum opus or like do a whole mix down in this time so like what can you do like go through that meh projects folder and ask yourself why was it meh okay i hate the drums mute them i hate that baseline mute them oh shit but that chord and the melody and the arp those are all pretty solid maybe like touch them up a little bit you know make them make them how you would want to find them for maximum inspiration bounce the loops out and then ooh the best part delete the folder that it came in delete the project cuz you already got the gold out of it delete the rest of it totally. and now it's not taking up room now it's not something you ever have to go in and ask yourself if you have to open it again yeah it's beautiful and you mm-hmm. just like you know you spend an hour you could go through like 4 5 6 7 of those and and get a whole stash of song sparks and, and stuff you could chop up. And one of my favorite things is um, then you, somebody's like, yo, bro, we should collab. I love what you do. You're like, Oh word. Yeah. Let me just zip this whole folder up and send it to you. You know, just make something out of this. Show me what you did. Totally. It's instant, instant collab material. Yeah. Um, and, and, you don't ever want to be too scared to like rework these into being something drastically different. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, I was just telling uh, Evan today, like I have a track today that me and a friend just ended up doing like a jam band version of it. And it ended up like breathing totally new life into the track, ended up changing the whole chord progression, basically deleted everything in the project file besides the sounds I had changed the tempo and like restarted on the track. And all that is really left, you know, intact was like the one guitar line I recorded. And, and I have so many instances of like that, like that where I've just went through projects and like just bounced out a couple of the melodies and stuff. And like, I don't know, 
it, it's amazing how much just like a different mindset on a different day or like bringing it to somebody else, what that can do for the idea. Because I've noticed a lot of the things like, um, you know, when I'm writing with people and stuff, like the stuff that people lose their minds on and think is like so crazy and never would have come up with is all stuff that I feel like is the generic go-to yeah. stuff that I'm just Actually, like, all right, I know this has worked a million times in metal. Let me just do an ambient, like fast strum guitar line. Like, oh, everybody's like, oh my God, never heard that. Or like, oh, high pitch vocal, hyper pop vocals, whatever. That's like the staple of the genre. Bam, you add that to like a dubstep tracker, like a pop tune or whatever. And people are like, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, all that to say is like, you might have written this idea that you thought was intended for like whatever dubstep or house or uh, uh, whatever, a hip hop beat or something. And just by switching the genre, like what if that chord progression you use for your melodic dubstep intro, what if you like tried to make that like a, like a, I don't know, like a soul track, like what is soul? Do you ever listen to soul? Like go down a rabbit hole and, and be like, Oh, what, what what are like the the couple things about this genre that maybe I could bring to this idea? And then maybe it doesn't even end up being that, but then you add like a seventh chord here or there, and then you end up making it like a DNB fucking banger. And it just took like exploring and not being yeah, afraid, don't be to, afraid to take a left couple turn. things. But yeah. uh, to to roll us back on the topic of the episode, make sure we get to it. Uh, what about deadlines? How do, how do we manage deadlines? What's a good way to set deadlines? How do y'all do that? Oh, man. Well, um, so I was just talking about this. So, um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people um, have other obligations going on. And then they feel the pressure of, I should be making music and I need to be writing and all this. And sometimes you get so caught up in the pressure that you don't ever like actually take a step back and audit how much time you have and audit what are all of the things that I could be doing in these time chunks. So for example, sound design session might only, you only need an hour for that. Writing a song, you probably need like four to eight hours for that. And then like, you know, writing melodies or whatever, maybe that's an hour or two hour long thing for you. So the thing I notice most often is people try to do everything in one go. And then whether they have one hour after work that day or six hours, they just default to, I need to write a song and they jump into it and get overwhelmed. And it's like, Phew. so first thing is like, actually look at how much time realistically do you have each day? Not in a perfect world, but realistically, how much time do you have after all is said and done? Um, and, and, and try to find ways to maximize that. That's, that's the first thing I'd say. But, um, as far as, uh, you know, figure out how much time you have throughout the day, where's your longest time chunk, have one songwriting session a day and, and give, and give that the whole day if you can, or, or whatever the max time block is. And then throughout the week, fine, like, all right, I don't got it in me on Mondays to come home after work and try to be creative and learn and this and that. Like Mondays, that's my sound design day. And you just come home and and just get stoned and watch Family Guy and you just make sounds in the background. And it's a beautiful day. You have fun and you move forward. And so the more you can kind of figure out how much time you have and you set up your weekly chunks, then you can figure out, all right, 
how how quickly can I finish a song? How quick and uh, write a song and finish a song, and then you can get an idea of like, all right, you know, I can make a nice like two week chunk where I can finish a song consistently, no stress. And I would say start there and get that down, um, and then start you know closing in that time gap it takes you to create. Yeah. For me, I always had, and still honestly, like full disclosure, like deadlines, deadlines are tough for me when there's not a someone else counting on it or B it's like extremely important. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think one of the shortcomings of giving myself deadlines in something like a Trello for a while is that like, the way that my brain conceptualizes the time that I have, like if I don't see a calendar with like days, like just like a date in the future, like doesn't trigger my procrastination to go away. Like it, like it, I having a calendar on this doc that I created, like I've, I've found for myself that that, that was a really big hack for me to actually create deadlines and then work backwards from those. And when I work backwards with a, with a calendar in front of me, like I know it's going to take this much time and this is when it needs to get to distribution. And like that has actually allowed me to hit a lot of these deadlines more consistently and feel like I'm actually on top of the shit as it comes out rather than like scrambling to get it done on the day that I thought it needed to go out and maybe the quality suffers 5% or whatever on that video or this and that. Like, um, so if, if, if you're like me and you struggle to meet your own deadlines, I, I have a couple recommendations. Um, a, an accountability partner that you pay money to, if you don't complete your shit, mm -hmm. that one's really tough because that little voice in the back of your head is like, no, don't tell them goals that are too hard. Cause then you'll have to pay like, <laughs> So there, that that method has its its shortcomings. Um, uh, you know, have some sort of deadline in a in a you know maybe it's a collaboration or like you told someone you'd send it to that. Like for me, like having an external person that relies on having it like gives me a lot of like actually boost to get it done on time. Having the calendar to look at and work backwards is huge. But the uh, one thing I I feel like is worth mentioning is. Um, when I'm just releasing like singles and there's not really like a big timeline, there's like a goal for like, Oh, I want this many songs in a year. And like you hit it or you don't, but like when stuff's just kind of you're finishing stuff and it's trickling out and it seems like the machine seems to be moving forward. Like I found that like deadlines slid a lot, um, maybe a couple days, maybe a week, whatever it is, like they, they slide for whatever reason. Now that I'm doing an album, like the deadlines just seem more important to me and that triggers a lot a lot more like no like this shit has to get done today like you don't have a choice like you're working late if you have to you have to finish it and it's kind of been like an unexpected bonus for getting all of my ducks in a row in the way that i know that they should for something um having this larger body of work create a bigger importance on actually getting every step done you know, we all have lists of like for a release, like, you know, I want to send out an email blast and I want to, you know, get up some Facebook ads and maybe try Spotify ads. And then, you know, I heard about this repost network and I want to send it to 30 blogs. And I want to like, normally you get like half of that done or, or maybe even just the stuff that you've been doing and not any of the new things. 
Like if you give yourself the best opportunity to get all of it done, make a calendar, you know, all this stuff, like maybe it's a larger body of work. Like I said, um, it, it actually, for me at least has, has made a big difference in like actually getting all of that stuff done or mostly all of it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you feel more pressure with the album than the EP. Um, Put I mean, weight on it, you know, things. That's another thing. Yeah, like figure I, out what's I actually important ask, like, to you and you'll want to get that shit done. Like, I mean, every week I get this podcast done cause it's really important to me personally. And I set myself a deadline like that shit's got to go out on Tuesday. It's real easy for me to, to work that into my schedule and I know that if I wait to the last minute, I'm going to be rushing. And so, like, I work it into my schedule earlier than that. Whereas other things... I'm where sure it's you'll like, still be American. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I Not mean... Russian. Whatever, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's interesting that the album makes you feel more pressure. Do you, do you feel like... Um, do you feel like it is... Uh, not, I don't want to say placebo, but do you feel like it is... Um, part of like the grandeur of the project that you built up in your head that that's influencing you to stay in? Or do you feel like if you were to drop an EP, you could take that same pressure with you now that you've gone through the process? You know, like I, I, like I said, it's just something that I've noticed that's happened. It's not a conscious thing. I don't know if I could transfer it to another project. Like, it's it's really like for any procrastinators out there I'm sure you can relate like you don't have control over that like your brain just like tells you like nah like you said you need 3 days but really you think about it you only need 2 like you can you can play a little bit more guitar and do some more sound design today like that's all right like I I don't, I don't have control over well you know I probably could if I was more disciplined but Right, right now, like entering the the meta third person control room of of that is not so automatic that I could just transfer it to something else. I don't know. I think it's really just the fact that I've been working on it for for long enough that it's built up so much importance in like both in my head and like to me, like as as a creative, like it's become a a big like pillar of you know I don't know for better for better or worse like associated like success or pride or whatever it is with, with the project. And that has been beneficial to like getting stuff right. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm curious to hear your side, Luke, because I mean, even the other day we were going through a project that, that you said was from, well, like a couple months or years ago. And, and I feel like oftentimes you got like this, vast catalog of old ideas you're pulling from and you seem to know every stage that that everything is at and even students i've had come to me like yeah i was doing like phase two stuff with luke or phase three stuff and i I feel like you're very structured with your method on like how you come up with ideas how you refine them over time what you choose to work yeah i mean curious basically i mean honestly my my method with writing is like get a first draft done first session if i don't get a full first draft the first session i'm probably it's probably going to end up in that bin where i i break it down for parts and delete it um if i get a full first draft out of it 
then it goes in one of those folders like, ooh, keep working on this. Like, listen to it a few times, come back with some notes. And, you know, then once I do that a few times and I feel like I've got it to a pretty good place, show it to somebody else. Like, okay, I know this is solid. It's got the ideas. It's got the structure. But I know there's stuff I'm not hearing. Like, uh, you know, yesterday morning, you and I went over one of my projects that's pretty far along. And, you know, the writing's there and you were giving me some really dope mix notes. And so get somebody else's ears on it, get past that. And, you know, those phases, I think, are really useful to understand, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. Well, first, before you can mix a track, you need to have like writing composition and then you need to arrange it into some sort of, you know, general arrangement. So that's phase two. And then phase three is you do details and then you do mixing and mastering. But shit, I've done like hip hop beats where I, jumped in and like, ooh, ooh, here's the super loop. I did the phase one. You know what? What's the sound like? Let me let me mix it. Okay, cool. That sounds pretty dope. Let me throw the mastering chain on it to make sure that mix slaps. So I've got a mixed and mastered super loop for eight bars. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Now let me jump back to phase two and three and and do the edits. You know, so it's like I think, you know, those those phases are uh, a helpful tool for understanding the five basic parts of putting a song together but i think they're also pretty fluid um and yeah really for me organizing organizing my tracks you know it's more about like did i put enough time aside like we've been saying to actually get an entire draft out and if i don't have enough time to get a draft out i try not to start songs because i don't generally come back to them with that same passion of the idea you know and if i you know if i get like a lyric idea out and about i'll just throw it into my phone and probably get back to it someday and probably go record that at a moment when I'm like, Ooh, I've actually got enough time to write around this idea. Otherwise I know I'm just going to have a disappointing stalled out <laughs> production session. Cause I only gave myself 90 minutes when I really should have given myself six or eight hours. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other than that, like what, you know, what do I have to get done at a certain time? That all goes in Google Calendar. So it sends me a notification and like I can put other people who are doing it with me in an email invite and that all stays organized. And then I look at the blank sections in my day and look at like, okay, well, I got two hours in between that shit and one hour in between those two things. What? And then I keep a to-do list on my phone of like, I got to get this shit done. And then I like, will like move shit to the top of that to-do list based on, you know, put it in like, okay, I'm going to move that to the get that done sometime this week, hopefully to the, this is on my priority list for today section. But yeah, speaking of time management, it is time <laughs> for us to record a totally different podcast episode. So uh, we'll do a part two on this later. You know, I'm sure we'll think of a lot more stuff around organization and time management and deadlines. So uh, till next time, humans, peace. Have fun managing your time, y'all. And peace among worlds. All right, humans, thank you so much for being here with us. Remember, we're going to be doing a part two for this episode. So make sure to hit us up with questions on our YouTube comment section or the Instagram DMs. Again, please go support that song of the week that you can hear behind me right now. That's Rip Kenny's new single, Letting Go. It just dropped. And we want you to go stream that, save that, put it on a playlist, and follow Rip Kenny because the album is coming. You want to be the first one to hear these new tunes as they drop. 
Uh, support our sponsors as well, Dojo TV, where you can get free producer live stream classes from the Dojo Senseis. We actually, uh, twice a month, do this podcast live on Dojo TV. You can be in the private Discord, asking questions, making jokes with us, and dropping gifts in the comments. Uh, Tesco's Patreon's up next. Tesco just launched a Patreon channel where you can get educational content, project files, behind-the-scenes footage, access to his Discord, track feedback, and private lessons. The prices over there are great, too. I just took a lesson with Tesco this week, and he actually gave me a bunch of great insight on one of my mixes I'm finishing up right now. So make sure to go over to patreon.com slash Tesco and check that out. Highly worth it. The weekly downloads up next where our mentor, Ill Gates, has private weekly group lessons and an archive with over 250 more episodes in it. And you get that all for just 20 bucks a month. That's five bucks for each new episode and unlimited access to all the past episodes as a bonus. There's tons of project files, Ableton racks, sound packs, interviews, and just amazing producer knowledge that dives way deeper than any YouTube videos that you've been watching. Uh, Finally, guest practices where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He's the best engineer we know, and your first class of guest practices is free. No reason not to do it. And if you want, you can get the entire Approach course. It's way cheaper than any audio engineering school, and he goes way deeper with the best knowledge for actually creating these loud bass-heavy genres that we do without any of that super old, outdated mixing information that, that you might be, uh, might be getting fed from other sources. Make sure you go find us uh, at thehumanmusicpodcast.com where you can find all our socials. Go follow us. You can uh, get links to more episodes, our free sound packs, and find all of our streaming options in case you want to listen to us somewhere else as well. All right, y'all. Till next week, peace and peace among worlds. I like it.